Welcome to the Big Ticket Clients Podcast, where we feature expert thought leaders and cover the best strategies, stories, and psychology you need to land big ticket clients. Because as you know, you can't catch a whale with a worm. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Pillay with the Big Ticket Clients Podcast, and it is my pleasure, my privilege, and my honor to present to you today Ron Carson of the Carson Group. Ron, how are you today? I'm great, Doc. It's just, uh, I love your music, man. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And you know, we were just talking right before the show that, first of all, you have got to be one of the top leaders I've ever had on my podcast. You own a, a, a group of financial advisors and coaches that is managing up to $6 billion in assets. Uh, you have a probably one of the world's biggest wealth advisory firms. Ron, can you tell us how on earth did you get to where you are? Tell us your story. Where did you start from and how did you achieve this fantastic success? Yeah, well, Doc, you're, you're sweet as can be. And, uh, and obviously, um, I'm, you know, I started it, but I got an awful lot of people that really make everything happen every day. And as of today, I just saw the number. We just went above $8.6 billion, uh, in assets. And uh, we'll, we will end this year around $12.5 billion of advisory assets. That does not include any brokerage, which is we, because clients will get into this a little bit, have legacy stuff that they should keep where it's at. We have about another um, 14, 15 billion. So we'll end the year with, with AUA advisors under assets under advisement around 30 billion. Um, let me go back and, 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 I, and I tell you that not to impress you, but impress upon you how much traction our movement. And this is a movement uh, that started, but I want to tell you why I even started the movement. I grew up uh, an hour north of Omaha on a farm. My entire life, I thought I was going to be a farmer. Yeah. And my dad, my parents went broke in 1982. And I don't, you're, you may, you look awful young. You're probably too young to remember farm aid and all that stuff. But you know, you remember those moments like where you were when, you know, the space shuttle blew up. Yes. The most, the scariest point of my time was when my dad looked at me and said, Ronnie, you're going to have to find something else to do. I can't even support our own family. We're filing bankruptcy. Wow. And oh my gosh, and being in a small town where everybody knows you, I mean, my dad was, um, he came from nothing. He really, he's always was pushing it hard, probably extended himself while well, he did extend himself too much. And, but it was, I didn't know it at the time. It was a blessing. And I remember I was sitting in study hall, my high school, reading Money Magazine. Mm-hmm. And it said top professions of the future wants to become a financial advisor, specifically a CFP. Ironically, two years ago, I was out in Napa Valley at the Napa Valley wine auction. I ran into a lady who claimed she worked for money and actually placed that article. I said, I owe you my whole career. in financial." Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Is that wild? That is. I went down to Nebraska to play football, Mm -hmm. was injured my first year, um, and I just started selling insurance for Amoco Life for about six months. I didn't like it. I started my path of becoming uh, a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. And I realized early on, my value really was I could go talk to farmers. I could talk about the weather, I'd talk about equipment. I could commiserate with, because all farmers, even to this day, I don't care if they're worth $10 million on paper. Mm-hmm. They always talk about how tough it is. They're, yeah. they're the, the best. So I love farmers. 
Um, and I'm still involved in our family farm, by the way, because I was able to go back and rebuy the family from the FDIC later on. It's a whole other story. Nice. Uh, but I realized, I mean, I was listening to what people were telling me and I was then regurgitating that to consumers and we really weren't adding, I didn't know it at the time. I was an unconscious incompetent. I wasn't adding a lot of value or mm-hmm. none, mm-hmm. but nobody was because everybody is selling product that had tons of fees and ex- mutual fund companies, doc, in those days wouldn't even put the, the value because the front end loads were so high. Mm-hmm. In some cases, if you did a contractual plan, a mutual fund company could charge 20% a year front end loads. Can you imagine that? Wow. I mean, not to mention the fees that we were charging for management fees beneath the surface. The most common was front end at eight and a half percent, still had a lot of management fees. So as I went through life, I started to realize that there was also a problem in the profession, which people like me who could sell Mm -hmm. uh, would raise the most assets, but the best technicians, those that are really doing now, I know why CPAs hated financial advisors in those days, because they're adding a ton of value. They're charging by the hour. The salesman's making 20 times what they're making and they're adding all the value. And I goes, he screwed up because if you can sell someone on your value proposition, they don't in those days, especially they didn't really know, are you adding value beyond a doubt? Are you worth what I'm paying you or investing in you? And, and I said, you know, I want a world where I combine the best subject matter experts and the salespeople, sales and service. But then I want to have attorneys, CPAs, um, CFP, CFAs to where the salesperson can't hype it enough. And now that's why we've grown so fast mm-hmm. is People want it. There are, there are advisors out there that say, you know what? Me too. I don't feel like I'm adding value beyond a doubt. I want to. I mm-hmm. just, the, the model is conflicted. I can't. And that brings us, I know that's a really fast timeline. There's a lot that happened in between that. Mm-hmm. But from going broke to seeing what, how consumers weren't giving the value they deserved to today, um, we, will be, we will be one of the top uh, financial services firms we, we, we may be the first trillion dollar firm. Our, our growth rate is accelerating at such a pace. We have technology where we're able to make the complex simple for, for advisors and clients, mm-hmm. and they can see without a doubt the value that's being created for them. Wow. You know, I, I've read your book, The Sustainable Edge, and I have to say that one of the stories that really caught my attention was that time when you met, I believe it was in Minnesota, a gentleman who had just achieved millions of dollars in, in the sale of his business, but was completely unhappy with his life. And that sort of kicked off your whole philosophy and really your company today. So can you tell us really, what is the sustainable edge and, and how did that story impact you? Maybe even tell us that story a little bit too. Yeah. So the, um, the sustainable edge, by the way, I've, I started, so I started my uh, Carson Wealth retail side in 1983. I started a coaching business in 93 because people would say, how on earth are you doing so well in the middle of nowhere? I think they still thought we didn't have any electricity or whatever. Oh my gosh. Right. (laughs) On some Uh, farm in Omaha, right? (laughs) Have you ever been? No, no. But I mean, based on the way you've described it, you're like, it's remote. The best kept secret. Number one zoo in the world, by the way. Wow. Uh, And, and so, uh, Omaha, people would come out and want to see what I was doing. And pretty soon, I was first honored. And then it took a lot of time. I go, I should just start a coaching program. And so, boom, it was started. Since then, I have coached 
Right now, we have about 5,000 advisors, mm -hmm. uh, 1,284 offices in our program. I've got about 25,000 alumni. And that's, that's a big part of what I do is I go around and then I've got my partners. I have a, we have about 800 stakeholders mm -hmm. that are part of delivering what I just talked about. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to see and I've learned so much. I'm a sponge. I learn every day. I never defend what I know, embrace the unknown. Mm -hmm. And so once I wrote The Sustainable Edge, my first book was TNT back in 05, mm -hmm. which today we're actually delivering something I theorized about in 05. The technology was not there then. Then I wrote Avalanche, mm. which was all about blueprinting our life. It was a consumer book. Um, there's a whole, all those, everything in my books is about real people. So if you read anything, you know, the names have been changed to protect the innocent, I guess they could say. Mm -hmm. Then I wrote, the third book was an update to TNT then the sustainable legend. I'm writing my best book right now, which will come out next year in 2020. Oh, do, you have, do you have a title, uh, a plan? Okay. All right. But I've got we, the outline and it's going to be, it's because there's so much has happened, yeah. you know, in this short amount of time, but sustainable edge is all about, um, people think that you can't have balance mm. and growth. And that's untrue. Matter of fact, Balance leads to growth. Growth leads to balance. It's a virtuous cycle that will feed itself. Mm -hmm. And I see all the time people say, you can't have it all. Well, it's just a matter of prioritization. It's a matter of, matter of focusing. It's a matter of doing the most productive thing at every given moment, even if that is sleeping. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. people are sleep deprived, Doc. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sleep deprived. They're hurting their health. They're hurting their energy, man. Absolutely. And they just, they don't get it. So, Scott Ford and I, he was one of my partners. Mm -hmm. We go, let's go through and let's give people a very, we know this works. This, none of this is theory mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and in a, a systematic way to where they can grow personally and professionally. And the story you're talking about was a client of mine who worked his whole life, no balance, right? Wow. He's divorced, no relationship with his daughter. Um, he ends up monetizing his business for a hundred plus million dollars. Mm -hmm. He already had more money even before that than he could spend in a thousand lifetimes. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, but in his whole life was his business. And I remember he picked me up at the airport and in his pickup and we're driving to go have a meeting. And I go, you know, what's it feel like to have done that? Mm -hmm. And he looks at me and he goes, Ron, I realize I have effed up. Wow. And I'm like, I didn't know what to say. And he goes, you know, here I am with all this money. Mm -hmm. And I've realized all my friends were really work associates. I have no life outside my company. Wow. And I feel awful right now. And After this is not uncommon, by the way. Yeah. I yeah. Read, you read stories about people that make a billion dollars. They're extracted because they didn't have anything else going on in their life, you know? And, and, you know, I think I ran the risk of that. I, I've done a lot of internal energy work and really figuring out the why. And mm -hmm. I was on that path uh, yeah. to just, uh, you know, didn't just, just for whatever reason, mm -hmm. just growing all the time without realizing what was important. And in 2010, I was like, you know what? This is, you know, my kids, We've always said we're going to leave our money to charity, which Jeannie and I have started a foundation called Dreamweaver. We do, uh, we provide end of life wishes for the terminally ill, impoverished elderly. We did over a hundred wishes last year. Wow. 
And ultimately, the why is that is available to, online? Is that Dreamweaver? Yeah. Uh, go to Dreamweaver. Dreamweaver.org. Dot org. Okay. Dot org. And Dreamweaver. then Dreamweaver.org. Dreamweaver.org. Mm-hmm. Um, you will find that. As a matter of fact, it's the stories will rip your heart apart. That the greatest generation. They've given mm-hmm. so much. They've asked for so little. And I've been able to see people that end their life and they have nobody in it or they have no resources. And, and, and that's a tragedy all by itself. Mm-hmm. So I want to, my ultimate vision is to have a Dreamweaver uh, presence in the, in, in, when I die in the United States and endow that to go on forever. And then pr- professionally, um, nobody owns a brand because 65% of the consumers still do not trust financial service. There's no reason why. I mean, you just read the headlines. Yeah. You see Wells Fargo, Transamerica, all these class action suits. And it just makes my blood boil. And there, we want to be a consumer advocate, total transparency, providing value beyond a doubt mm-hmm. because they deserve it. And what's happened, you remember the Ford Pinto? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're probably too young. You know what was the yeah. issue with it? Yeah, the one that the circular kind of looking car. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what would happen is people would run into the gap, the back of it, and it would explode and kill people. Oh, my goodness. And Ford, later on, there were some lawsuits, and it became public that they determined it would be cheaper to pay the lawsuits off rather than fix the problem. Mm. Now, you go, what's I got to do with financial services? Today, the only reason I can think that these firms continue to pay these massive fines mm-hmm. is they're making so much more money. They're, you know, so they're financial assassins, right? In some cases, yeah. they're hurting people, but they're making so much money that they, they continue to do it. And that's where I want consumers, the only way to fight back mm-hmm. is to become really educated. Let me give you a great example, which you, you're being taken advantage of this very moment and you don't even know it. Doc. Wow. Wow. Go for you it. Give me yes. Yes. I, wa- I want to okay. hear it. <laughs> Do you have any money in a checking or savings account today? Abs- absolutely. Okay. What interest rate are you getting? On oh, that? no. I probably don't know. <laughs> That's part of the problem, right? I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Almost nothing. Zero. Did yeah. <laughs> right now on a jumbo savings of 16 basis points. 16, yeah. like six, almost nothing. Mm-hmm. Imagine your bank. Let's just make the math easy. Let's say you had $100,000 in the account. Mm-hmm. And, and through 2018, at the end of it, they go, hey, doc, we credit your account, which would be the one-year treasury, as a minimum that they could make on that, $2,550. Wow. But because we've done such a good job for you, we're going to take out 2534 and leave you $16. Oh, my goodness. Now- <laughs> Would that upset you? Uh, Has yeah. the bank provided that much value just for the money sitting in their account yeah, in a good. treasury that they had to do absolutely nothing with? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you don't get pissed off because you didn't even know the spread. Yeah, was didn't out. even know. Yeah, you know, Ron, Ron, you know, you you make so many great points, and I I have to tell you that the human point that you made first in your book really touches me because yeah, if we don't have a life outside. Of 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 this you know this financial world, if you will, what what exactly do we have when when the day is done? And, and your Dreamweaver Foundation shows you really care about legacy. But if we could dial back just a second, I want to find out from you what are the typical challenges that your ideal clients? Um, and I know you've got clients on both sides, the the consumer and the financial advisors. What are their toughest challenges? What keeps them up at night? And, and, and these are things I'm assuming that, that your organization has completely uh, solved and, and can provide solutions for. Tell us a bit about their challenges. Yeah, let, let, 
let's let's talk about the retail consumer. Let's talk about the advisor because those okay. are two distinct groups that Carson Group serves, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And and so and we actually serve retail clients through our partners. So we ultimately our focus is on what's in the consumer's best interest and work backward. Mm -hmm. The other thing I want to make clear is Carson has a reputation of only helping the rich, and that is not true. Um, mm. We do pro bono work. We, we, if people have nothing, matter of fact, I want to push harder to do more for people that have absolutely nothing, because mm -hmm. if there's a desire, we can help them. Then on the other end of the spectrum, we have billionaire self-made client. Mm -hmm. One of the things I would say that's pretty common, not with all, but with most doc is the people that have a lot of money we're helping. Mm -hmm. They're committed to helping our society. They're like Jeff Bezos, mm -hmm. one of the best interviews I've ever seen. You ought to have him on your podcast. <laughs> but Maybe you can introduce me to him. <laughs> yeah, you had to settle for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but one of the best for your listeners, go uh, Google um, Washington Economic Forum. There's an hour, a little over an hour interview that happened last October. I've watched it three times. Mm -hmm. I've gotten a ton out of it each time. But here he is, the richest man in the world. And you go, go guy, because he is like, what can I do to help society? What am I going to do with my money? He's thinking about, you know, Blue Origin. You know, how do we colonize space? Because we're on a bad path here, you know, yeah. as we sit here. And so we help all kinds of people. Um, and, and we really do help the wealthy be more responsible because we do blueprinting. Live your life by design, not by default, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so a lot of this self-actualization comes out. But ultimately, they, what keeps them up at night is this, it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Mm, yes. Is security. Is there something that's going to happen that I'm not aware of? Is the, you know, that we saw that a little bit in the financial crisis, things happened that were unfathomable. We never thought could even possibly happen. Um, but I'll tell you that, that most people, if they really think about it and they mm -hmm. go through a self-awakening and really know themselves and really think about our time here on earth, mm. there's nothing to be afraid of. I'm not going to get real philosophical here, but there's a book called Blinkist or an app called Blinkist. Blink I've listened oh, to a hundred. Yeah. Blinkist. Yeah. With the one with the, the books and things like that. So yeah. Blink summarized, summarized. Bucks a year. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I've listened to 120 some books so far. Love this year. that app. Yes. Love it. And it's the best, yep. but there's a bunch of stuff on there. Um, and I, and I'm a, like a sponge. We're just learn, learn, learn all mm -hmm. we can, but also about, you know, what there, there's a, a great book too, called, um, dying to be me by Anita Morjani. There okay. had influence on me, uh, about two years ago. Mm -hmm. And, and so if we can, if we can really put things in perspective, um, then there's not a lot to worry about. And I've also learned as I've gotten older, most of the things we worry about, we can't do anything about. So let's not worry about them. Yeah, but yeah. I'll tell you, the, there's an the serenity though. prayer, right? Surrender. <laughs> yeah, serenity prayer. You, you got it, brother. Uh, but I will tell you that um, those that worry, and you just can't tell somebody not to worry as they do. Sixty-five yeah. percent of Americans still do not trust financial services. So knowing that. And by the way, we don't view money as our client. We view the person as our client, right? So money's a tool to help them get what they want out of life. Wow. To the degree we can be more transparent mm -hmm. as a profession so they see exactly what they're paying for, what they're getting, no backdoor payments, no hidden payments, 
no kickbacks, all mm -hmm. of that stuff should mm -hmm. be illegal. And by the way, most people don't know the difference between a fiduciary and a broker. A broker is not required to put your interests first. Not if they give you a prospectus you sign off on, they can just because it's legal doesn't mean it's right. Yeah. And that's where there needs to be harmonization. On the fiduciary, make sure your advisor is a fiduciary. Mm -hmm. They're required by law to put your interests first. Y yeah. You know, now on that note, you know, the other, you know, client you have, if you will, you know, on the coaching side, you know, the financial advisors, what would you consider their top challenges, right? I mean, you've got a, I mean, a huge a host of, of uh, uh, clients on the financial advisory side. What would you say is their challenge? So the biggest challenge mm -hmm. is one, they're not growing today. They've mm -hmm. had a bull market. So if you look at most assets, you know, people are living off their assets. Mm -hmm. A lot of these smaller businesses, they don't even know what their net new asset flow is, mm -hmm. especially absent the market growth that we've had over the last decade. And if you really look at it, most people are in negative growth. And here's why. Consumers becoming more educated mm -hmm. and advisors have made a mistake. They've defined their whole value by asset management. Interesting. A lot of them aren't even trained. They're not a CFA. And CFA is like getting a driver's license. That's the very beginning. You need, you need a lot more. And it's hard to produce. I'm not saying we can't produce alpha because we have a lot of strategies that do. But maybe you can deliver 2 or 3% alpha a year mm. on average. And they don't, they're, they're missing the biggest point. Like when we have a client, we have a thing called VOR, value the relationship, life's moments. Mm -hmm. We want to monetize also all the key decisions we've made so they can see the value over the life of the relationship or tax location service, mm -hmm. 53 basis points, tax manage, 100 basis points. This, I just call it, we're coming out with Carson Cash. That bank example I just gave you, mm -hmm. Doc, mm -hmm. this later this year, beginning of next year, we're going to be able to flip that where clients are going to get the, the 2,534, we'll keep the 16. Wow. We're just going to flip the economics back to the consumer, right? Interesting. N now that's doing it right. But I remember you mentioned that some advisors are, what did you call them? Blockbuster video stands? I want well, to understand that. They're not intentionally that. Like Blockbuster did not know uh -huh. it was going to be disrupted so fast. And wow. I was, on, let me give you a backstory here. I was mm -hmm. on a call because we held Blockbuster in a lot of our strategies and I'm on our investment committee. Mm -hmm. And literally Netflix is just emerging. And uh, one of the um, uh, money manager says, what do you think about Block or, uh, Netflix? And the CEO goes, oh my gosh, Netflix is no threat. They send you disc, they're scratched, they get lost. And I'm like, I'm a user at the time. I'm going, yep, that's true. Yep, that's true. Yep, <laughs> yeah, that's true. yeah. Okay, not a threat. What we all failed to, to recognize is we were judging Netflix for where it was, not mm -hmm. where it was going. Going, not where it was. Oh, wow. Go. Powerful. And Mark Randolph, and by the way, things are changing a lot faster now than they did then. Mark mm -hmm. Randolph, co-founder of Netflix, I had him speak and he did a, um, a small group setting with us last, last summer. Mm -hmm. um, and he tells the story that they're out of money. And he was on, he had been trying to get a, a meeting with Blockbuster, couldn't get it. Finally, they agreed to meet him. He was on vacation with his family, hopped on a plane, like in a Hawaiian shirt, showed up. <laughs> they made him, him and his partner sit in like the waiting room forever. They brought him in, basically he said, pound sand. And they're flying back. He looks at his partner and he goes, you know what we got to do? And he goes, well, he goes, we got to kick there. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they would have sold the business for next to nothing. Wow. To and coming back to advisors, 
advisors have no idea what's I spent the entire afternoon yesterday with our dev development team mm -hmm. on what we're building and what we're able to do. I mean, we're, we're providing and we'll provide a Netflix experience mm -hmm. as simple as Netflix. You can see the value like Netflix mm -hmm. and net or not Netflix, Amazon and Got Amazon it. will be in our business. And these guys are think they're competing against each other. They, if they don't, and they're going to say, Hey, Ron's talking his book. Cause I got a solution. Hey, there's United capital. There's focus. There's dynasty. Mm -hmm. You want to get on a battleship right now because you're not going to survive alone. And if you're going to survive, you're better off monetizing your business. And if you're not going to do either, just recognize the fact that you're going to be made irrelevant. Like the small farmer was, mm -hmm. um, you couldn't survive because you needed to be big. There's so many parallels, by the way, to what happening in farming to what's going on, what we're on the eve of what's going to happen in financial services. Mm -hmm. I love my favorite song is natural by imagine dragons. It's Ooh. like be the hunted or the hunter or the hunter. Absolutely. Yeah. And Oh, wow. That that's, that's powerful. Now, you know, one thing that you mentioned in your book, you've got lots of solutions as, you, as you've said, but there's one solution that stood out for me. I, I'd love it if you could explain it. You, you call yeah. this the IQ grower, a very basic and simple solution that might be helpful for some of our listeners. What is it about the IQ grower and spending just 15 minutes to achieve that? How, how, how does that work? So, okay, this is like, if your listeners take nothing else away, okay. this, I promise you will change your life. Okay, right? I'm going to write that down. <laughs> change your life. And before, when we get off that, I want to talk about AQ, which is a new thing since even Sustainable Edge was published. Okay. So IQ is implementation quotient. Mm-hmm. And how many of you suffer from when it's all said and done, a lot more gets said than gets done. And Execution. the core, yep. right? It just does. We get, we get busy. We don't prioritize properly. Yep. And I learned early on um, in a form of this, the seed of this came from Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich mm -hmm. and, um, uh, and Charles Schwab. Mm -hmm. Not the Charles Schwab that you know of, Charles Schwab, the steel tycoon, right? Yes, way, yes. way, way back. Mm -hmm. And they used to write lists of things to get done. Yeah, so and, what I and, and Schwab, doing, Schwab, by the way, was the one sort of a mentor for Napoleon Hill, right? He was. He absolutely yes, was. Yes, yeah. If yes. you read that, if you read that yes, book, yes, I, yes. I, I read it every year. It's excellent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, and then you combine it with the secret and the mind and, you know, transcendental meditation and you go, wow. If we could just harness mm -hmm. more of, our, you know, what percentage of our brain we use? Wow, it's not much, man. It's yeah, just not very much. little. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. and this is where meditation and really awakening—you can expand how much is in there. It's like it's a, it's a wow. So what I started doing since I was very young, the night before I'd go to bed, mm -hmm. I'd list the six most important things I got to get done the next day. I did it last night. I'll do it tonight. Wow. In order of priority. And I cannot move on to the next item until it's done. Mm -hmm. And I think about it at night. Okay, what do I, what, you know, what's my time? And, or if someone else needs to do something, I can highlight it and then move on to the next item. So if I've taken as far as I can, but I need somebody to help me get it complete, then I can skip. Yeah. I also list the vital one for the week. So I got a theme, probably something I've been procrastinating on. All of the six most in the vital one every night are tied to my one-year goals. My one-year goals are tied to my three, my five, my 10, my 15, and my 20. Mm -hmm. It gives you the ability to act when motivation is not present. It gives you ability to reprioritize, refocus on what you've prioritized mm -hmm. to make sure you get stuff done. And it's not about work all the time. It may be working out. It may be 
spending time with your loved one. It may be being selfish so you can be selfless. Take care of you first. Wow. I see a lot of working moms are really um, do this to themselves. They, they try to be everything. They run themselves ragged. And then eventually they break down physically or emotionally. Mm-hmm. And then they're not good for anybody because, you know, by the way, that's a group I admire just what they're in. But I think they need help in going back to the sustainable edge and feeding this virtuous cycle of growth leads to balance, balance leads to growth. But the IQ is all about get GSD, getting stuff done um, and stuff that's important. And then all the rest of the stuff, it's on your six most. It's either not important, it'll rectify itself. And if you, if you need a brain dump onto a, like I have a, used to have, I don't even do this anymore, but I used to have a big yellow notepad. I'd write everything down that I was thinking about that was worrying me. Mm-hmm. I'd pull from my six most on there. But now I just focus on that six most vital one every day. And you will dramatically get more done than you thought possible. You accomplish more than you thought possible. And what's happening when you go to bed at night, Mm -hmm. your subconscious mind is literally working on solutions. Absolutely. You know, you know, you know, Ron, some of the most successful people I've read about or interviewed or talked to always come down to the personal development, the mindset aspect of success. And it's funny because most other people are busy talking about the technology and the, 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 the details of, of work, but I just love it that you highlight this in, in not only in your book, but what you're saying now. Could you tell us just a little bit about AQ? Um, what is that? Now, we've talked about IQ. Yes. What is AQ and how do they differ? So, AQ uh-huh. is um, a, 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 a brother of IQ. Mm-hmm. And, it, and you got to have them both today. When I wrote the book, it wasn't about AQ. Today, AQ is adaptability quotient. Ah. Ah. And so as humans, we need to accept the fact that things are going to change at an accelerating pace mm-hmm. and we can't even guess what's next. You talk about the garage and things that are emerging and the way society norms, attitudes, the way we think about life is going to change, the possibility mm-hmm. that we will. I go to Singularity University for the last two years. I spent a week out there with futuristic thinkers. I mean, they're saying within, Frank Kurzweil says within 10 years or less, we will not die of natural causes. It'll have to be an accident. We'll wow. regenerate. We will possibly not, we will colonize into space. I mean, these are all wild. They're going to go, this Carson guy's whacked out. I just think we have to be <laughs> open and be open-minded to the change that is here. It's not if things are going to change. They're going to change. And the more you hold on to the past, and this is true in business, Mm -hmm. like we set up our technology with data warehouses because we don't know what the next, next, next is going to be. But we can, if as long as we own clean data, and this is a massive advantage for Carson, as long as we have clean data in a warehouse, we don't have to know because we can consume an API to plug into that technology to use our data to benefit our, our clients. Um, also, I would ask the average consumer to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be open-minded about how things are going to change into the future because it takes an enormous energy to fight things. You know, mm-hmm. think of you if today, if you said, I'm never going to use a cell phone or a smartphone, you know, just how, uh, you know, yeah. how disruptive <laughs> that would be to even yeah. being, you know, productive in society today. I think, you know, Kurzweil says, 
technological change has been a trickle and the avalanche is near and I'm seeing it. There's a lot of powerful things that are percolating beneath the surface, which scares the heck out of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It excites me. Artificial intelligence. Um, the CEO of Google says it's going to be bigger than fire and water. Wow. I'm right with him. It's, <laughs> we're, we're, we're at an exciting or scary time and it's all on how you choose your perspective. And handling change. You know, I just love the way you position that. There's an African proverb that says, the, the wind cannot break a tree that can bend, right? And, and it just sounds like that's what AQ, AQ is all about. You know, Ron, I could talk with you and learn from you forever. But I want to ask you, if you were to boil down your experience, um, your reality, the things you've learned and the massive success you've achieved into one piece of final advice, what would that be? Can I give you two? Give us three. <laughs> Surround yourself with the best people you can find that share your mission about the future. And don't take yourself. I mean, this is a world where how can we contribute to others? Mm. And if you view the world through the law of abundance and the eyes of abundance and you know, we're, we're Americans, we're humans. How can we take care of each other mm-hmm. and realize the special gift you've been given? When you think about the fact that you've won like six Powerballs, you have been, um, you were, you were a mammal, you're a human. Yep. Those are two massive right there. Happen to be in the United States of America's third. Yep. And at this time history, I mean, so don't, don't take for granted this amazing, amazing gift you've been given and how do we give it to others and wow. so you want to set your life up to you get to the end say i'm glad i did not I, I wish i had don't don't be on an unconscious journey where i see a lot of people just to arrive at death safely take chances live life to the fullest don't be afraid to fail i never viewed failure as failure but simply a more intelligent way to start over fail and fast don't, don't be afraid <laughs> don't be afraid to be hurt yeah. to be scared because those are emotions that allow the opposite to be so much enjoyed and appreciated. Live life every day. I love that. You know, you've given us, uh, I think, a little bit over more than two. <laughs> and that is just amazing. <laughs> Ron, it has been my pleasure, my honor for us to have this conversation. If people want to get a, get a hold of your organization um, or even you, if you would like that, what's the best way for people to do that? Two things. One, I'm on uh, Twitter. I'm RC Husker. I put out a thing called Ron Sense. I probably put two videos out a week and they're one or two minutes long. I did one yesterday. Like if I'm at Singularity, I'll be getting, you can go back and look at all of them. They're there. Yeah. If you want to be curious about this, it'll blow your mind, by the way, the yeah. stuff that Singularity is saying. They can reach me. They can go to um, uh, carsongroup.com. And yeah. my email is rcarson at carsongroup.com. If they have a question or they need something, I'm more than happy. And people will be shocked. I'm on LinkedIn as well. Yeah. Um, and you have to follow me because I maxed out my, my connections long ago. But um, if, you, if you send me a message, I will respond. And I do check all of that stuff myself. Yeah, that, that is so impressive, Ron. Uh, well, all I can say is thank you. Have a wonderful time. Uh, continue to write those great books. I'm looking for this new book with the AQ. All right. <laughs> and we thank will talk you. to you very soon. Thank you so much, Ron. Thanks for tuning in to the Big Ticket Clients Podcast. For more episodes and strategies, visit BigTicketClients.com. That's www.BigTicketClients.com. And remember, you can't catch a whale with a worm.